0: Hello and welcome to that Jesus thing. We are back. We're back in the studio, ready to film another episode. That episode being Lent. Tis Lent. It is the Lenten season, um, and an interesting, interesting season that is. Let's start with a prayer, my friends, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly King, thank you for today. Thank you for today. Thank you for the rain, Lord. Um, helping helping things grow. Thank you for the opportunity to. Come and talk about this season in which you have blessed us with um, and the trials and tribulations that it comes along with, Lord. We just pray for the rest of our days, nights, evenings, mornings, and for where you are leading and directing us as people. Bless my words, Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. So Lent. I've been a Catholic my entire life, so I've been through many Lent in my time, and it is not my favourite season. I honestly, it's such a statement to say, but I just struggle to like Lent. I was going to say I don't like Lent, but I just don't enjoy Lent, and I think there's a reason for that. Lent isn't necessarily about enjoying it. Um, goodness gracious, No. But I just really, really struggle, like just from the outgo, if you're listening to this and you are like a Lent lover and you're like, this is Lent is my favorite season in which I grow closer to God. Like, oh, hallelujah. oh I can't even say that. You can't say that during Lent. I'm already failing. <laughs> but if you love it, great. I'm so happy for you. I struggle a lot with Lent and this is just me being authentic and, um, Being honest with who I am and sharing with you, and hopefully, we can journey on this um, episode in Lent together and um, grow (laughs) throughout this. Season. If you don't know what Lent is, here is a quick crash course of what Lent is. It is a 40 day season of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving that begins on Ash Wednesday, ends Holy Thursday, so that's right before Easter. It's a period of preparation to celebrate the Lord's resurrection at Easter. Um, And then during Lent, we seek the Lord in prayer. And um, yeah, overall, it's just a season of opportunity to get closer to Jesus. And You know, 40 days has been mentioned in the Bible many a time, particularly what comes to mind is him spending 40 days in the desert, being tempted by the devil. But there are a few occasions in the Bible where it's been 40 days. And so there's reason behind the particular 40 days. And it is, yeah, just a season of opportunity to prepare our hearts for not only his rising, but his death on the cross and what it meant for us as Christians, as Catholics, being able to now have been gifted our salvation and eternal life. So it is an important season. I I won't say it's not important. Lordy knows. I think it's fitting to begin with my personal relationship with Lent growing up because we celebrated Lent all my life. And I remember Lent just being this... Really gross. Oh, it's Lent. Like, oh, okay. Easter's on the way though, so you know we're heading in that direction. Chocolate City, um, but we got to get through Lent first. It's like the pain before the gain, and I, I could, I couldn't wait for it to end. And I would like to think that's most children's um perspectives of Lent. It is a little bit painful, um, but then Easter's on the horizon, and I remember growing up, Meg, I think it was like 12 when we started to actually participate in Lenten practices and that being participating in fasting and um, not eating meat on Fridays and having to give something up for Lent. And I remember Meg, who my sister, who's a year older than me, she turned 12 and she had to start observing these Lenten practices and as soon as I realized what was coming up for me next year, I was like, "Oh no. I don't want this." <laughs> like I would prefer not to, honestly. Like you got to choose to give something up, and then you got to also not eat meat on Friday, and then you have to fast. Uh no thanks. I'm good. <laughs> so yeah, from like 12 years old into my teenage life and even into my young adult life, I never really appreciated Lent or like really actively leaned into the practices um, of Lent. It was more so enforced by my mother, if anything. So we would have like a, during the Lenten season, we would have a purple cloth over the TV and it was like, we can't watch TV. It's Lent. We can only watch TV if it's Veggie Tales or a Saint movie. So um, the old... Um, saint movie of mother Teresa is a personal favorite of mine and Teresa of the and Saint Bernadette. They're my OG Saint representation. We love those saints, but every week I would look forward to Saturday evening and Sunday because in Lent, I don't know if everyone practices this, but I, I think it's like the average practice oh, Saturday evening and Sunday are a feast day. Like it's, a rest day. And so I don't, I don't know the reasoning behind it. I just, if I was allowed to not fast and have fun, then I'm, I'm not asking. I am not complaining. Um, there's, uh, surely there is a legitimate reason behind it, but I am not well educated as to what that is. Anyway, I was allowed on Saturday and Sunday. We didn't, I could go on my phone again. I could use Instagram. I could eat chocolate. I could have ice cream. If I wanted to, I didn't need to give up those Lenten, um, uh, sacrifices that I had to in the week. So they were just the highlights of Lent for me. Every, I was living for Saturday and Sunday. And like I said, Fridays you fasted from meat, So you were a vego on Friday and, um, I remember the best parts of Friday were like pulling your siblings up on if they'd eaten meat. Like if you saw them and like if I saw them opening the fridge, getting their lunch and they put ham in their sandwich, you know, I was keeping my mouth shut until I saw them take the first bite. And I said, oh, it's Lent. It's Friday, Meg. You've just eaten meat. Like it was the best feeling of calling your siblings out like, oh, I'm holier than you. I I am better than you right now. You've eaten me and here I am letting you do that. Um, and then also pulling them up and saying the A word, uh-uh, something that rhymes with shal-a-lu-ya, Um, That was also really fun. So Lent was really, I took it very seriously as a child, as you can tell. So practicing um Giving things up for Lent was always oh the worst. I hated it. I hated having to give stuff up for Lent. I literally, and that's why I always chose half-hearted things. Like if I had given up Instagram, I was spending all that time on Facebook or YouTube. Like it was, oh, oh I can't go on Instagram. Guess I'll just go on Facebook instead and waste my time on there. And like, then there were the Lents where I'd give up like such a niche item where it was like, I'm giving up. Coco Pops for Lent and it's like we never had Coco Pops as kids like on a birthday maybe and it's like don't worry (laughs) lord I'm giving it up for you I'm not gonna have Coco Pops ever and I never have it during lent, but I've given something up if I if for some reason the opportunity presents itself to me. I'm not going to eat those Cocoa Pops unless it's Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> there were other ones that I gave up like complaining. They didn't last very long or gossiping once again, did not last very long. And I think as a kid, it was one of those things where it's like, I've given it up and if I fail, I really don't care that much. I do feel like a a little bit of a, oh, oh, I failed today. I gossiped about that person. I'll try again tomorrow. So giving stuff up was just a because I had to Thing because mum was making me like I couldn't watch TV because the purple cloth is on the unit. I and I also need to give something up. There were such random things we were giving up. I and like as a kid all my friends as well were giving up l- things for Lent. I remember one time my friend was like, "I'm giving up wearing low-cut tops for Lent. Like I'm going to I'm going to dress more modestly this Lent." So you could really give up anything. But yeah, I was just giving stuff up because I had to. And now into my adult years, I would love to say, I would love to say that I love Lent. I would love to say that, but I wouldn't because I'd be lying. And I've given that up for Lent, <laughs> no. But I just really struggled to appreciate Lent for the season that it is. And I've tried. Lordy knows I've tried. It's one of those things like as a kid, you're like, ah, oh, I'll take Lent seriously when I'm an adult because that's what adults do. You just, when you're an adult, you're holier. And it's like, that <laughs> isn't true that's not how it works unfortunately i've i i've now grown to a greater understanding of the benefits of lent and you know how incredible a practice it can be doesn't necessarily mean that i love it um but i do have a better understanding and i think the struggle was that lent sucked more as an adult it sucks more as an adult because um, now I need to actively take Lent seriously. I know, I know what the Lord has done. and I have a greater intelligence since I was, when I was 12. And so I I know, like, the importance of Lent, how important it is, fasting, almsgiving, prayer. But that just is like, now I don't have the ignorance is bliss type of thing. Like, I have to take this seriously, which is, sometimes I wish I could be 12 forever. Honestly, take me back. I do appreciate Lent I I do appreciate Lent like I I can talk and talk and talk about how much Lent sucks and I stand by that like Lent sucks because it is like a painful season in which you are giving and growing and growing is hard we've talked about that before um but like yeah into my adult years over the last few years I'd say I was still super half-hearted about Lent in that, oh, it's just like that season before Easter. Like every time it comes around, I'm like, oh, again, like every year. Um, and I'm human. Like that's just me. I'm being honest. Um, some Lents have been better than others though. I will say some Lenten seasons are like, wow, I have really in like, I don't like to say enjoyed because I don't really enjoy Lent, but I've grown and I've appreciated the growth that I've been going through in this luncheon season um each year is just so different man it's just like you think you know what next year is going to be like and then you've just grown or you've regressed as a person <laughs> and it's like wow I can't even anticipate what I'm going to be like tomorrow let's be real um and yeah I was just super half-hearted like even into my adult years half the time Some Lent's I was taking seriously, some not so much. Like I said, though, some Lent's have been so much more fundamental to my faith journey than others. And honestly, in retrospect, I can look back and say that some Lenten seasons have been fundamental to my spiritual growth as a person. Um, I can think of some at the top of my head after 2020. So I think it would have been 2021. That Lenten season, I gave up TikTok and I had been addicted to TikTok. I was chronically online all of 2020 and into 2021 and I gave up TikTok and that was huge for me like being addicted to something like TikTok um was I've spoken about it with Julian uh, taking up so much of my mental space like so much crap inside my head and so when I gave it up I didn't download it again after that because actually I did I downloaded it like maybe the following year or so I didn't get it straight after though because I could see how beneficial giving it up for Lent had been for me. It was like night and day. So that was fundamental. And yeah, like I said, I did, I did download it um, once or twice again after that, but it was also so obvious, like when I did download it again, like maybe I did have it for a couple months or so, but like my mental health, when I downloaded it again, was like, like up and down. So day and night. Um, And so Every time I'd be like, oh, like after fasting from it for 40 days, I can see how beneficial it was for me. I'm just going to get rid of it again. And to this day, other than when I got it for my That Jesus Thing TikTok account, like, and I don't scroll on there. I don't anymore because I did for a couple of days. I spoke about it with Julian in the Chronically Online episode and I just saw that shift, like. Man, it is like night and day. I'll say it I'll say it three times because it's so true because yeah, I can't go on TikTok personally. I just can't spend too much time on TikTok. It is just too full on, like too mentally absorbing. And so yeah, like that Lenten fast was what showed me how important it was for me to get rid of it in my life. Another one another one was a few years back and I was really into listening to super secular music. Like I was listening to WAP. Um, don't look that song up if you don't know what it is. And I was um, really into just just music that was not of the Lord. And was just like putting me into a really just unhealthy place and mental space. It just wasn't like I wasn't the happiest version of myself that I could be. Just listening to like super secular music that was drawing me away from God, and I didn't enjoy praise and worship music. Like I had listened to like My Lighthouse a million and ten times throughout my life, and I was like, "Praise and worship music sucks. Like, why would I listen to that when there's enjoyable music that I would prefer so much more?" And so that Lenten season, I felt the Lord asking me to give up like listening to secular music and to just, if I wanted to listen to music, I had to listen to praise and worship. And, oh, man, I love, love, love praise and worship music now. And I I was such a hater. Like, I literally was like, oh, this stuff sucks. Like, it's so boring and it's so, like, it all sounds the same. But when you get to know the dynamics of praise and worship music, like, there is a, a whole other world of beautiful music that is dedicated to praising the Lord. Like I love praise and worship music so much. Maverick city mission is my personal favorite. They are just incredible. And like that. So that was a fundamental one to me um, growing in like my appreciation for the ways in which we can worship the Lord through our music. And so there have been those fundamental Lenten seasons in my life that I can look back on and go, yeah, wow. That was just, I've, changed as a person because of that Lent but then there are the Lenten seasons that I so often fall into that I'm like this sucks so (laughs) I'm only human and now as the Bridget I am today I will say that I am journeying to intentionally come to know God and to um, foster a deep relationship with him and so I can look at Lent and appreciate it for what it is doesn't mean that I have to love it but i have found myself thinking about lent more this season here's what i think about lent now i know that as a child i and into my teenage years and my young adult years i didn't appreciate lent whatsoever i was just i did not like lent the reason that i have changed my mentality now is because like in my you know younger years early teenage years, young adult life, I can see why I didn't like Lent because I wasn't actively participating in Lent in that. Yeah, I was giving stuff up, but that was really the full encompassment, if that's a word, of what I was doing like I wasn't offering up to God and I wasn't praying on the side. I was just Lent was just that 40 days where you had to give up something that you liked. And it's so much more than that. As I've gotten older, I've, you know, grown to appreciate not only giving stuff up in Lent, but also picking stuff up in Lent. That's been huge for um, appreciating Lent for me. Like some of the reasons that I really got into a personal prayer life is because I was like, I'll pick up praying daily, daily, or I'll pick up reading the scriptures daily. Um, So picking up can be just as important as putting down those things that you're fasting from. And I so confidently will say that I don't enjoy Lent because Lent isn't about enjoyment. It's about denying yourself as Jesus did, denying himself in the 40 days in the desert, denying himself his life by dying on the cross for us. And it can be particularly difficult, I think, because society has such a countercultural message where they say, if you don't enjoy it, don't do it. But. We as Christians know that there is a season for sorrow and weeping and the tears and then a season for reaping afterwards. And so we have to go against ourselves because we are in society, we are in the world, and that makes it so much more difficult to look at this Lenten season and to say, oh my gosh, I really am struggling with the thought of having to give this up, having to fast, having to be uncomfortable for 40 days, but I'm called to do that. To try and appreciate Lent better, I have tried, like I Googled the other day, I was like the beauty in Lent because I was, I need to see the beauty in this season because I so I struggle to so much. And I have a couple quotes from the article that I read that were just so beautiful and so relevant. It says, Lent is a time for me to look over my life, my body, my health, my schedule, my habits and my soul in search for the brokenness. It is about stripping away the things distracting me from his glory. The crutches I unintentionally lean on and the cheap substitutes I try to derive joy from instead of relying wholly on the real thing. Like you read that and you cannot dance around. You can't dance around it. So I was so challenged coming into Lent and thinking like, oh my gosh, like what what are my crutches in life? And that's not to say that. Giving up chocolate or ice cream or some of those like potentially quote unquote more superficial Lenten practices aren't relevant because oh my gosh, like I've given up chocolate this Lenten season because I l- I love chocolate <laughs> but I also am so I am so it's so accessible to me now because I keep it in the house and I can have it every day if I want to but that is a joy and a self-seeking satisfaction that I can just grab a piece of chocolate and I'll be happy as Larry. I could identify as like a little crotch in my life. Like that was my quick, easy satisfaction, a little boost of joy throughout the day. And the Lord was calling me to look to him for my joy. And then also I could see that I was taking for granted what I had so accessible to me. And so I felt called out of that and to give that up because it is hard. Like, man, I love chocolate. And the first few days of Lent, I was struggling. Like, I don't overindulge. Like, it literally is like, I'll I'll have a piece of chocolate maybe. But it was just, and then giving it up, I was like, whoa, that is so, that was so fundamental to my afternoon. Like, just being able to have a little pick-me-up, something that gives me a little bit of joy. And now I can't eat it. And... That was hard. And also just for the sake of denying myself in this London season, like I don't need to be eating a little sweet treat. I don't need a little sweet treat. I will live without it and I can offer it up because I feel the hole in my life. I feel the hole, the absence of chocolate and it hasn't got any easier. Like I miss chocolate. And so I can see... I can see how reliant I was on it, like such a menial little, little thing, but like (laughs) how much it has meant to me. Something that I really prayed into this Lent as well was fasting. So technically I am exempt from fasting because I'm breastfeeding my baby. (laughs) Haha, suckers. Um, but also (laughs) I am actively and intentionally trying to fast, um, to a safe extent so that I can still feed my baby. Um, But I really struggled with the thought of fasting. Like, for me, it never really made sense. Like, it makes sense. Like, I know why people do it, but I just personally hate the idea of denying yourself. Like, the feeling of being uncomfortable and hungry is just not something I want to sign up for. So I was really praying into fasting, and I felt the Lord saying to me, only I satisfy. And it just blew my mind a little, because it's it's so true. He is the only one who truly satisfies us. Hunger is a temporary temporary but reoccurring experience yeah we can eat we can have lunch and we can feel full and then it's a few hours later and you're hungry for dinner and that is the repetitive cycle of our human nature we're only temporarily satisfied nothing in life can fully satisfy us other than him and so going into lent and now in the middle of lent it is something that's been playing on my mind In that like yeah i'm i'm giving up I'm offering up these um, things that I've am abstaining from during this Lenten season. And I'm, I'm fasting from them as well and putting it all on to him and saying, he can only satisfy my chocolate craving. It comes around and it will always come around. Um, I love sugar. But he is the one who is going to fully satisfy me because that's only a temporary satisfaction and a crutch in my life. So ultimately, I can appreciate the Lenten season now because I can see, A, what he did on that cross and what he gave up. He gave up his life for our sins. And B, we're just so imperfect. Like I put things before him every single day. There are a million things that I will put before God. And this season, he's showing me some of those small ones. Yeah. Yeah. And just showing me like personally, he's showing me that he's my satisfaction. He's the one who's making me full, full of his Holy Spirit, full of him. And realizing that I would have nothing if I didn't have him. Ultimately, life and all these conveniences, all these crutches are nothing without him. And so I'm hoping and praying that the remainder of this Lenten season, I can really come into a closer relationship with him to come and value him even more so for what he has given up for us to appreciate that lent is a season of growth it is a season of denying our flesh because we can't trust our flesh just like the bible says roman 7 puts that fully into perspective for me personally Romans 7 verse 15 to 18 i think that's it for what i want to do i do not do but what i hate i do And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. What a wretched man I am! Who will rescue me from this body of death? Amen. (laughs) But yeah, my body is wretched. I'm full of sin and I am hoping that the Lord can bring me closer to him because ultimately, ultimately, we die with nothing in our hands. Everything that we find so important right now, our hands are empty when we're laying in our casket, but our hearts can be full of worldly pleasures. Oh man, this is, purgatory is going to be an interesting time because I am far from detached from the world. And so Lent is an opportunity for us to step back and go, what is what is tying my heart to this world? Because I'm supposed to be living in the world, not of the world. And so what can I see in my life that's going to prevent me from getting to heaven? That's going to prevent my heart from being in total unity with his. That's the danger of this world. And that's the beauty of Lent calling us out and showing us the areas of our life. <laughs> I don't know how many Hail Marys I'm going to say in purgatory for my obsession with chocolate but lord knows he's working on me and he's showing me what's tying me down here and he's saying oh i see these crutches i see you tying tying your little strings to all this stuff around you i'm gonna cool you out i'm gonna make you uncomfortable i'm gonna help you grow so lord thank you for lent i don't love it i don't like it it sucks sometimes But praise God for it, because he's giving us every opportunity to be with him in paradise. He wants us to be there with him, and he's going to show it to us, even if we don't like it. There's the mirror. You might not like what you see, but you're an ugly, wretched man who's full of sin, and I'm going to help you be better, said the Lord. And so I think we're going to round it off there, because I feel like I was blabbering on a little bit, just trying to find my feet and trying to reiterate, I don't love Lent. I don't necessarily like Lent, but I love what the Lord is doing in Lent. And I love the opportunity to participate in an incredible season of the church where I hope to get closer to God, get closer to heaven. And I hope you can do the same too. Amen. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. I love you all very much. And I hope you are all amazing in good health and appreciating, appreciating as I'm trying to appreciate this last half of the London season. God bless you. Stay safe. Mwah.